On the podcast today, I have guest Danica, who is the host of the Sharpshooter Pod, which is a podcast geared towards mom entrepreneurs. She is also an incredible photographer with her business, Sharpshooter Photography. Today, we are chatting all about motherhood and how to grow and maintain your business while still being present for your family. You're listening to The Creative Business Plan. I'm your host, Charlie Van Amberg, wedding photographer and business educator. On the podcast, we're all about finding balance between creating the business of your dreams and living a life that you love. Welcome to the podcast, Danica. I am so happy to have you here. We are laughing a little bit because we just recorded this entire episode and then realized that I didn't click record. So we are re-recording this for you. So welcome again to the podcast. Well, I am ha- <laughs> I am happy to be here again <laughs> this for is the second like, time in a row. <laughs> it, it's just like motherhood. This is like the best way to start this out, I guess, because oh, I cannot great. even tell you, like I have had the worst mom brain ever. I'm like such an on person. Like I and I, ever since I had my baby, Lucy, nine weeks ago, I just have had the worst mom brain. And I was just talking to my friend the other day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, I want to talk to you. Will you call me? And I was like, yeah, I just have to, you know, give Lucy a bath and put her down for bed and I'll call you. Mm-hmm. And like three days go by. And I'm like, <gasps> I have that like, oh my God moment. Like I never call- called you, which yes. is, so, you know, it's so unlike me and I'm never like that. And I'm like, mom brain is a real thing. So if you guys oh, are experiencing totally mom brains, we are as well. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And anyone who's like pregnant and you're like, oh, I have pregnancy brain. Well, that just like never goes away. It just turns into mom brain and then it stays with you forever. Oh, it gets worse. It gets so much worse. That was one thing I did not expect. So I would love if you would tell us a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. Well, um, again, I am happy to be here. I love that we actually got to kind of like share in this laugh and that we're doing this all over again. Um, so I am based out of the California Bay Area. I am the owner of Sharpshooter Photography, and I also host a podcast called the Sharpshooter Pod, which is geared more towards um, beginner photographers, side hustlers, and other moms who are running their business with their baby. Perfect. And so tell me a little bit about when you started your business. So I actually started back in January of 2020. I make sure I always specify that because whenever I just say 2020, people are like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So um, I did make that decision at the beginning of the year when I was about three months pregnant with my son. I just saw it as an opportunity at that time to, um, to take on well, to take on business full-time, but also knowing that I was going to be taking on motherhood full-time. And I just wanted to have all the time that I could with my son. And I thought that that was the best way to do it. And being a photographer really gives you the flexibility to make your own schedule. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, you started this knowing you're pregnant. Like that is kind of crazy. But also in a sense though, it's, it's perfect because you are giving yourself that flexibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously I ended up with a lot more time than I anticipated once the uh, pandemic all happened. Unfolded. So did 2020 end up being good for your business, bad for your business? I feel like it goes either really good or really bad. There's not much in between for people. Right. Um, So for me, it ended up being a good thing because I actually um, 
I had worked in the construction industry for far longer than I had wanted to <laughs> beforehand, but I had always been eyeballing this really cool um, business workshop for photographers, but I never wanted to like use vacation days to go do this workshop because I love traveling. My husband and I love to travel, so we would go everywhere else instead. But finally, once things like aligned, I had the opportunity to go to that business workshop and it was literally like days before the world shut down in 2020. I had flown down to LA. I was six months pregnant. I went down there. I learned a ton of stuff because I think before that, I was just like at that point, like when you decide, oh, I'm going to be a photographer full time, which granted I had been doing the side hustle thing for quite some time at that point. But you, you're you basing that choice, I feel like most of the time off your passion for photography, but there's still this whole other side of it is like, you have to learn how to actually run a business. So by going to that workshop, I learned so much about that. And then coming home and with everything shutting down, I had the next three months pretty much at home pregnant to build the back end of my business. So with everything in the wedding industry slowing and halting, really, uh, it gave me time to catch up. And that's so good because a lot of times people will do education or do a workshop or things like that, and then they never give themselves the ample time that they need to really implement those in their business. And so mm -hmm. that's awesome that you really had the time to narrow in, focus on the business side, the back end of your business, and really growing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was unexpected, but it, it ended up working out really well. And if I remember correctly, you also started in 2020. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say yeah. is I was okay. one of those other people where 2020 ended up being great for my photography business. Um, I'm not going to go into my whole entire story, but um, <laughs> so I started in 2020 and I immediately went full time in 2020 and I got married in 2020. I actually got married oh, wow. in March, the week before I shut down. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. Um, so it was a whole whirlwind, but I yeah. lost my job that I had. And so I started doing photography full time at that point. And it ended up being a great thing for my business. At the time, I lived in Colorado, and mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying, you know, I don't want to photograph, I don't want to shoot right now. Or there were a lot of traveler, like traveling photographers that had been booked that weren't able to travel in. So mm -hmm. all of these people, there was a huge influx of people looking for elopement and wedding photographers. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm new, I will do anything, you know, mm -hmm. wherever, whatever, I'll do it. So it ended up being huge for my business and such a blessing. Um, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people didn't have that same experience and it wasn't right. necessarily that same blessing, but I think right. there, there are a lot of photographers that I've talked to where 2020 was that point where they're like, okay, I'm going to go full time. I'm going to do this. And then it ended up being a good thing for their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, like, I'm like, I'm trying to remember what I said on the other quote unquote recording, but uh, <laughs> I know that's like such a thrilling time, like, especially like just starting up and then like kind of being in that hustle mode and taking on anything that you can. So it's interesting that you had that experience. And then I had more of like the office, like back end business, like building like my website and things of that nature, but that we both found success during that time. So our main topic today, we're really talking about motherhood. There are so many photographers that are moms that want to be moms. And so I think it's important that we talk about how you can have a family and still have a business and how you can logistically run that business with kids at home. So I know that you had your son kind of about the same time that you um, started going full-time. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I'm assuming that your workflow hadn't changed too much at that point, but I would love to know what your workflow looks like right now. I personally struggle to find time mm-hmm. to get stuff done with a new baby at home. And it is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Like I knew I was going to have less time, but now I'm like, I blink and it's five o'clock and you know, dinner is about, you know, I have to go cook dinner. So I'm like, where do you find the time? Have you created a routine that has worked for you? You know, how are you finding gaps of time to work? Yeah, I actually, so last year I ran a free master class called running your business with a baby. And I talked about a lot of these things. I'll actually have to send you the link potentially for the show notes. Um, I do have like a template of like what my favorite schedule was. Mm -hmm. That'd be perfect. I'll put that in the show notes for people. Yeah. But even it was, this is kind of a quick side story just to kind of talk about like the curveballs that motherhood can throw at you. I was literally creating that template and that was in April of 2023 when I was making it and I was sitting there and I was like, this schedule, like I've got this down. Like I felt like the, the master at like (laughs) momming and scheduling photo work. Right. And I'm like typing it. And literally I kid you not an hour later, my son broke his leg. And that whole schedule went out the window. Because, oh my like, gosh. It was awful because he, everything that we were doing, because that, this, the, the schedule that I'll share with you in your community, it like included like, okay, this is the time like we go on a walk and go to the park because like, he, you know, he needs to get his energy out. This is the time that we do this, da, da, da. Well, he couldn't do any of that because now he had a big old cast on and now I was carrying him around like he was a teeny tiny little baby again. So it's just one of those things is like, give yourself grace. That's like my number one as a mom, give yourself grace because you just never know like what's going to happen. Every time you think you have it figured out, you don't. Things change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. But let's, I just want to touch on the fact that like the season that I'm in now is very different than like the season that you're in. Like my son's three and a half now. He just started preschool in August. So I, and honestly, like I thought this schedule was going to be really awesome for me. Cause I was like, all right, he's going to school every day from nine to noon. And then he was napping like right before he started school, he was napping still for two to three hours in the afternoon. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to have like a 30 hour work week now. And then of course he graduated himself from naps when he started preschool. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. So now like I literally have less time than I did before in the schedule that I'm going to share with your community. Um, So one thing we kind of talked about pretty extensively was kind of wake windows. Yes. Um, So will you share a little bit about wake windows with everyone? Yes, absolutely. Um, So one of the things I would say as a new mom you're going to want to educate yourself on wake windows. And that's something that I didn't know about until my son was probably about like 12 weeks old or so. I was just kind of like in this whirlwind of like, all right, I guess like he'll sleep when he sleeps. And like, literally he's like falling asleep on my shoulder or things like that. And then once I learned about wake windows, which is, we'll use um, Lucy as an example. She's nine weeks old. So her wake window right now is about 60 to 90 minutes. And that means she's going to be awake for that amount of time before she's going to probably doze doze off and take a hopefully good nap for mom to get some work done. <laughs> and and that does include the time that you're feeding and changing mm-hmm. them. So at the yes. end of the day, after you feed them and change them, it might only be another 30 minutes or so. Right, right. How many naps is she taking per day right now? Oh, probably like three or four. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like, it's 
it's so crazy to like think back to that time because there was a period of time when I think when Brody was like taking two naps per day. And I think that's like the longest stretch of time. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember like the age frame. I think it's like 11 to 14 months where it's like the three to four hour wake windows. I loved that schedule because it's like we got up, we kind of did our thing like here at the house in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I dedicate my Thursdays actually to Brody. We do adventures. Well, now it's a little different since he's in school, but like we do adventures together every Thursday. That was like our thing. And I built that like into my business is like I take Thursdays off to spend the day with my son intentionally. And that three to four hour wake window was perfect because we'd get up, get ready in the morning and then he would end up falling asleep in the car on the way to wherever we were going. Then we would have our three to four hours doing whatever we were doing. And then he would fall asleep on the way home. (laughs) So that was uh, that was like ideal for that. But um, that's definitely something I also recommend is setting aside like intentional time with your child as well. I love that because, you know, I, I feel like you almost need to have a plan. You know, when mm-hmm. it comes to business, I say like success loves plans. Like you need a plan yeah. to be successful. But I think it also is very valid in parenthood. Obviously, we have to be really flexible, but having a plan of how you're going to get things done, but also having a plan about how you want to intentionally spend time with your family. You know, right. it's not going to just happen. You know, right. you need to plan and actively work towards having that time and actually spending that time. Absolutely. And, you know, actually, I'll send this link to you as well. I just created some vision board templates now that we're in the new year. It's a great time for kind of looking ahead and setting those intentions, visions, goals, whatever you want to call them. Um, And I like to do it by month, but I put it in categories. It's like I have like family, financial, personal, and business. I love that. I will include that in the show notes. Um, One question that I had for you is, do you take your son to shoots or have you taken him to shoots and what that looks like? Yes. So I don't take him as often anymore. If I really, really need to, I will. Um, It's just that at this point, like he's a lot more active. He's not going to be wanting to like sit in the stroller like how he used to. So from... Let's see. I think I did my first shoot again when he was two months. He did come with me, but my husband was there, so it wasn't like a big deal. But um, from then up until he was about like two or so, he was like, I'm like, I know that when I talk about my experience, I know that my son, he was just like a chill kid. Like, so he would like just kick back in his stroller and just like watch me photograph people which was really fun he's very observant so he just likes to see what's going on um I know when we were recording previously or slash not recording um I I recommended bringing snacks definitely bring snacks for your baby and um definitely have that open communication with your clients beforehand if you're in a situation where you might need to bring your child and also don't be afraid of asking the question and also don't be overwhelmed by the experience. Like it could very well go amazingly. And then you're like, Oh, this is, this is easy. My kid just likes to see what's going on and go for a little walk outdoors while we take some pictures. But kids are kids. And, you know, even if they're good, most of the time, there are going to be days where they're having a bad day. Have you experienced shooting um, a session and him having not such a great day? Yes. So there was one 
There's one that really stands out. Fortunately, it was um, kind of like extended family friends of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, So we went to their house and I just had to do a couple quick headshots of my friend's husband. And thankfully that was the time when it happened. It just because like I knew what I was doing only was going to take like 10 minutes, like max, but he was just like not having it. It was like stranger danger for him at that point, especially being at someone's house and like their, their preteen daughters were there and the girls were so good with him. They were trying to like read books and like play with him, you know, but he was just not interested. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was definitely the most challenging and it was stressful. Like, because your child's screaming, you want to tend to your child And if you find yourself in that situation, obviously at that point, like you have communicated with your clients that your child was going to be there. And I'm sure that they know like roughly how old your child is, et cetera, et cetera, from like seeing your baby on your Instagram, that they're going to be understanding, you know? And so so what are the logistics of this? Are you telling your clients in advance that you're going to bring your child? Are you telling them telling them this that this is an option like before they're even booking with you or waiting till a situation arises or what are the logistics of this because that is where I kind of get caught up so i i wait i guess until i know what the situation is on my end um i don't just say it like ahead of time until i have that information for me like majority of the year aside from like fall when everybody's wanting their mini sessions and all of that I'm pretty open like communicating openly communicating like with my clients going back and forth like checking calendars and cross-referencing all of that and I like doing it that way because it allows me a little bit more control and like time to like check in with my husband will he be home at that time after work or like check in with my mom who could potentially watch my son or a sitter or whoever and I just tell people I'm like hey okay I can do that day probably, but let me just make sure I have coverage for my son. And then if that's the only day they could do and I don't find coverage for my son, I'll just say, you know what? I wasn't able to find someone for my son. Would you be okay with him tagging along for your session? And then at that point, they have the option to say yes or no. But I am so blessed. My community absolutely, they adore my son. And, you know, everybody's been so welcoming and so loving with him. Um, and they so, really they really know about your son because you're showing up on social media or showing up on Instagram stories with your son, right? Yes, yes. So one of the things that I learned back at that um, business workshop that I went to was about social media and showing your face on your Instagram stories. So there was a long time, probably in 2021, where I was like getting on stories every day almost with Brody. He would just sit on my lap. We were hanging out in my office and I would go on and talk about what I need to talk about. And it's funny because most people... I swear. I was like, they love him more than they love me because most people, they would respond to my stories, but it wouldn't be about what I'm talking about. They'd be like, oh, look at him coloring on the paper. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I talked, I also talked about having a discount on your mini session. (laughs) Um, We don't care. We just like your baby. But they really do. Like he, he, I always say Brody unintentionally became one of my brand pillars. Like it was never like my intention to use my baby on my Instagram stories for a for anything, you know, but he was just always, that's what I was doing. I was being a mom and running a business. And sometimes that was looked like him sitting on my lap in my Instagram stories. But um, yeah, everybody really, really fell in love with them. And, and, and I think because of that, 
they kind of feel like they knew him from afar. And so when I said, hey, is it okay if Brody comes? They're like, yeah, we would love to have Brody. We can't wait to meet him. Or There's so many like fun stories that I have now too. And just like pictures that I have in my brain or even like literally pictures that I took of the moments that were happening. Like of like the little kids at the family sessions, you know, going over and like reading books to him, like between photos or just like going over and like playing with him or like showing them like a stuff, showing him a stuffed animal, like just so many fun little interactions. And I want to throw this out in case there are people listening to this that don't have like the community of family and friends that can watch their kids or watch their child during a session. And maybe they're feeling like, excuse me, maybe they're feeling like, well, maybe I can't do this. I'm a stay-at-home mom by myself, or I'm a single mom, and I don't have that community. I just can't be a photographer then. Mm -hmm. And so they might be struggling with that. So, you know, your story really shows that you can involve your kids. You can involve your child in your sessions. Just have that open communication. And it's okay. If you are a family photographer and you want to include your children, you can even include that in your branding. You can put it on your website, share about it with people before they book you. There are going to be people, especially family photographers Mm -hmm. shooting other families that are going to be okay with you bringing your kids along. So just because maybe you're in a situation where you don't have that extra help and you do need to bring your kids, don't feel like you can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something um, I know I touched on as well is I did have another experience where um, Brody and I, we were going to be attending actually a celebration of life. One of my close friends um, lost her father-in-law. And so we were going to be attending that already. But then somewhere in the the plans, I actually got asked to do photos. And I told them, I said, yes, I can do it, but I'm not going to have any help with Brody. Like he's, he's going to be with me. So I will do the best I can. And they were totally open to that. They're great. And the time came for the event. And of course, like during like some of the speeches that were taking place when I needed to like have my big old camera, big lens and flash on, Brody started getting fussy. And so I picked him up. I had him on one hip. I had my big old camera and all that gear in the other hand. And I did my job. And in that moment, like it's so, it's empowering. You know, you feel strong because you're, you're literally being the best mom that you can be and taking care of your child in the same moment that you're working. And it's just like incredible, the things that we can do. And um, I would just really say, don't let yourself like get in your head. Like it is possible. You can do it. And also if your kid has a meltdown at a session, you know, also don't say, okay, well, I can never do this again. Your clients know that they're kids. They're just kids. They're going to have those bad days. It doesn't mean that you can't ever do it ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't be discouraged. I know. And I think that's one of the biggest things. Some of the other moms who are photographers that I've talked to, like, it just seems overwhelming or intimidating, like the whole idea of it. But one of the things that I think, um, that really worked in my favor is I started taking Brody to sessions very early on. You know, the things that I wanted Brody to be acclimated to, you just start those things very early. And then they're, they're like habits and they're used to it. They're used to being in their stroller or they're used to going on a long car ride, whatever it is that you need to do to carry out um, your session. And, you know, it, to that, you can also practice that at home. Maybe, Mm -hmm put them in their stroller, go out in the backyard and 
not necessarily mm-hmm. ignore them, but ignore them kind of, you know, have your mm-hmm. camera or whatever and don't necessarily be interacting with them and let them sit there and watch you and let them get used to that. Yeah. One of the things actually I did, um, I picked up reading along the way. I never used to be like super into reading, but it's been something the last few years I've been doing more of, but I read a book called Hunt, Gather, Parent. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it talked about was like, having your kids see you do your job. And it was really cool because like this book, it was one of those books where it's like, oh man, like I need to like check myself and like all these things that I'm doing with parenting. Like, you know, when you're learning a lot of stuff and you're like trying to keep up with like do the best that you can and that's overwhelming too. But Mm -hmm. it was one of the things in the book that I'm like, okay, I'm doing a good job at that though because Brody sees me doing what I do. And you just get to like also be this like, role model at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. And now I am sure that you will eventually get to this with Lucy. If you, if, if, you know, you incorporate her into your business like this, but now, um, Brody likes taking pictures. Like he has like his own little like kid camera. He wants to take photos of me or of my husband or, or people, you know, I feel like it's so hit or miss. I feel like it always ends up being the photographer's kids who refuse to take photos. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is hit or miss, but I, I'm like, I got lucky. Uh, he, he seems to enjoy it. Um, now he's kind of getting to the point where he's like, okay, mom, you can stop taking my picture. (laughs) (laughs) I will just take pictures of people with you. So I would love to know what busy season looks like for you. Before I had a baby, I was like a lot of photographers and I would just book as much as I can. I would really utilize that busy season. Um, Most of us struggle to say no when we take on way more work than we need to. But that's also a time when there's so many family things going on. There's so many fun activities Mm -hmm. to go do, you know, Mm -hmm. in the fall and around the holidays. So how do you balance having a busy season in your business, but also balancing that to make time for your family? This is one of those questions where um, it makes me realize like how crazy ambitious I am (laughs) because I realize I'm like, I just do too much (laughs) because I have the same thing. Like, you know, I, um, I will overbook sometimes and then Brody, he's like totally like a Halloween kid. He loves all the spooky things and like the pumpkin patches, like he wants to do all of it. And, um, my husband and I, I'd say, we're like, we're pretty adventurous. Like, we like getting out and about and traveling and, and doing all those things, too. All the holiday things. Um, so we kind of just do it all, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I am at a point in business, though, where the adjustments I am making around that is that I have upped my pricing. So I know by upping my pricing that I can don't have to feel um, the pressure of, like, taking on X amount of sessions and I don't have to worry about like overbooking myself. Um, so I can feel a little bit more confident in uh, less sessions, but still meeting financial goals. And do you really, do you utilize trying to do multiple sessions in one day, like back-to-back sessions or many sessions all in one day? Yes. That was going to be the other thing that I say. So um, back in 2021, well, in 2020, actually in March of 2020, right b- again, it was like a week before I went to that business workshop. I just, I did my first mini session. I did a spring mini, set up something small. Um, and from there, then I ended up 
I only started doing mini sessions in the fall and I would take the time to do like a pretty big, like elaborate, like setup. But the one in 2021 was my most popular. I brought in like a VW bus and I had like fall decor. And then halfway through the day, I switched it to Christmas. I had obviously planned out who wanted Christmas, who wanted fall. And I had a total of 19 sessions in a day. So for me, I mean, like, I like to just go back to back to back to back to back, like stack the day as much as I can, because then it's like, all right, well, I'm only busy for one day. Essentially, it's the same as like shooting a wedding all day. Mm -hmm. And then I, then I've taken care of a lot, you know? And this is a reminder as well that just because you have a day available on your calendar doesn't mean it actually has to be available for people to book. You need to make sure that you're taking intentional time for your family and taking off days and not trying to work seven days a week. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's something that like I'm very stingy about my Sundays because my husband actually works six days a week. So Sunday is our family day. And there's very few times when I take on Sundays. Um, and then the other thing, obviously, like I mentioned is then I ended up dedicating Thursdays to spend the day with my son, but what that allowed me to do, um, and then this was a, we haven't, I don't think we've talked about this on this recording, um, is hiring help. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my next question. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So how have you hired help and how has that allowed you to have more family time? So I think when a lot of photographers think about hiring help, I think that they think like specifically for their business. I yeah, think like editing, editing or outsourcing, or like, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, there's other ways where you can hire help that will still give you more time. Um, and something that I did, like the first thing that I did was online grocery shopping. That saved me probably like, I don't know, let's say an hour or two whenever I needed a grocery shop, because I would just do it really quick online, groceries are delivered. And, you know, whatever I was doing to take up that time, um, spending more time on my business or spending more time with my son. Um, but the other one that really, really helped a ton, and you will see this on the schedule template that I'll send over to you, is hiring a babysitter. And so the sitter that we connected with, she would come over for three hours in the morning on Wednesdays and Fridays. And she would just spend, she would be like in the living room, hanging out with Brody. I'd be in my office. She would take him usually like on a walk and go down to the park and all of that too. Um, but it was just so nice to know that he was taken care of with someone who I trusted, felt he really loved her. Um, and to like have, that dedicated time in my day. And then that was also during the time where he was napping for like two to three hours in the afternoon. So on Wednesdays and Fridays, like I had like a good six hours and I was honestly, I was like doing really, really well with like my morning routine at that point as well. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, sometimes like if I was getting up early too, I mean, I could have a good eight, nine hour day, depending on how early I was getting up. That's awesome. I love the idea of hiring a babysitter. I think a lot of people are worried or, you know, hesitant to hire somebody because they're scared to leave their kids. You know, there's just that hesitation of having a stranger or a babysitter watch your kids. Mm -hmm. And so I love the idea of having the babysitter there while you're still there at home. Yes. But it's just allowing you to step away uninterrupted and be in your office while still having your child at home and not, ha ha mm -hmm. you know, having to go to like a daycare center or something like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I totally understand that feeling too, because like, 
it is it is nerve wracking to like try to find someone and if, especially if you don't know someone. So for me, we were very fortunate that like we connected with the babysitter. Like she previously worked at a nutrition shop downtown where my son and I, we actually walked there regularly. And you, um, so that's how we got to know her. And then I was really good friends with the owner of that particular shop. And then this, um, the, the babysitter used to watch the owner's kids. So it was kind of a referral from a friend really. So I think that would be my recommendation. If you're wanting someone who you can feel a little bit more comfortable with out of the gate is like, ask your other friends who have kids, like if they have a babysitter, they recommend and trust. I love that. So is there any other advice or anything else you want to throw out there for, for moms? Yes. <laughs> I was like one of my favorite things. And I know that this is a little bit partial to who I am. I grew up an athlete. So I mean, I'm just someone I like to stay active when I can. So the gym is kind of like home away from home for me in a sense. Um, and when I was pregnant with my son, I had talked to the childcare at the gym and like, okay, how old does my child have to be to attend? And they, at the time they said six months, but then the pandemic happened. So I actually wasn't able to take Brody to the gym with me until he was two years old. However, I had found, I found the gym to be so helpful because in a sense, like getting him a gym membership, it's like a form of hiring help because I can walk into the gym and I can either go there to be active and move my body, which is going to help fill my cup, or I can like bring in like my laptop and and work on something business related, like in the little cafe area, all while Brody gets to go in and have playtime. So it was really good for both of us. It was also a really great way, especially just after the pandemic, it was a really great way for him to kind of get in some social socialization with other kids before then transferring him into preschool this past year. That's so smart. I didn't even know that gyms had childcare. Really? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I didn't. Well, that's why I like to share this with a lot of people because especially if people didn't grow up an athlete, like if people aren't regularly going to the gym or if they prefer like a home workout or thing, that's something that you honestly, you probably don't think of. And for me, it just was second nature because I was there all the time. But um well, I, one thing I wanted to, I just, this popped into my head. If you're looking for socialization for your kids um, and you don't attend a church, churches are also a great way because they, most of them have a place for your kids to go to while you go into service and it allows them to have some interaction one day a week as well. Yeah. That's, that's also a great option. Um, And I think it's really important to have me time and really mm -hmm. take time for yourself. One thing I've always done is get monthly massages. It's kind of like my me day. I'll go have lunch by myself at one of my favorite places, go have a massage, grab coffee on the way home, just a way, mm -hmm. like you said, to fill your own cup um, yes. and have me time because that's really important because not everything can be about your kids. You really have to, to care for yourself as well so that you can care for your kids. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love that. I want to get on the monthly massage uh, schedule with you there. I, but, I haven't uh, done one um, since like the middle of my pregnancy because, you know, it's mixed, you know, people have mixed feelings about getting right. massages while you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then I haven't done one yet and I've got one in like two weeks. So I am so excited to get back into that because that is something that I've always, always loved doing. 
Yeah, that's going to be amazing. I, I'm like, now I need to go sketch one. I seriously do. I have a gift card, actually. So I might, I might call them up yes. after this. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you have to. So um, tell me, what do you have for photographers? What are offerings that you've got for people listening? Yeah. So aside aside from running my own photography business, I started hosting my podcast last year. And I also offer like some educational things. I've got like an ebook already. Um, I have some, I have a couple freebies that I really love, like the running your business with the baby masterclass that it's, it's a free recording that you can watch. Um, and a couple other, like I have the vision board template that I mentioned. And then my favorite freebie is called my business apps revealed. So I've got like eight or nine business apps in there that I use regularly, but I also have discount codes. So you can save up to $200 on that. Um, and then my favorite thing that I have available is my coaching container. And that is a long-term coaching program. You can opt in for like one month, two months, or two months or three months. And then that really gives me ample amount of time to get to know your business specifically and your brand and like what your goals are and then help you um, strive towards those goals. Perfect. I will put all of the information that she just shared in the show notes so you can easily connect with her. Will you tell us where people can find you online? So what's your Instagram? What's your website? Yeah, absolutely. So my photography Instagram is sharpshooter.photo and the podcast Instagram is sharpshooter.pod and my website is www.sharpshooter-ssp.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, I guess, two times today because we <laughs> totally mom-brained this, or I did, um, but this is such an important topic. I feel like t- talking about motherhood isn't something that's talked about enough, and we really need to normalize talking about being a mom and the things that come along with that and how we can still run our businesses and run our businesses effectively and well while still being a mom. So I absolutely loved hearing your perspective on this. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you having me along, Charlie. Head over to thecreativebusinessplan.com to check out all the resources for photographers, including the business and marketing course, templates, workshops, mentor sessions, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in today. Watch out for new episodes every week.